0: everyone. I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Sean.
0: And this is Key to the Case. Welcome back to the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, this is our first case of the new year. And as I said in the last episode, we're excited to keep sharing unsolved cases with you all this year. So today, I want to warn our listeners right off the bat that we will be discussing the disappearance of a young child. We don't cover many cases that focus on children. And I know some people, including myself, just have a hard time with cases about children. So I wanted to give that warning beforehand. All right. Are you ready to get into our first case of the new year?
1: Yes, I am. Let's do it.
0: Dewan Sims was four years old at the time of his disappearance in 1994. At the time, a 25-year-old woman named DeWanna Harris had just moved to a small rental home in northwest Detroit, Michigan, the largest city in the state. She settled in with her four-year-old son, Dewan and her boyfriend, Victor. Now, I couldn't find much information about DeWanna's life or Victor's life, for that matter, prior to the incident we'll be discussing today but neighbors of the family described them as nice and quiet. Dwan quickly became known in the neighborhood as he often played outside, and one neighbor told the Detroit Free Press in 1995, quote, he was a happy little boy. You'd see him going along so happy that he just bounced, just like he was tickled to death with life, end quote. Neighbors also noticed that Dwana seemed to be protective of Dewan, and she always supervised him. Dewana had recently just gotten a job with a telemarketing company, and she enrolled Dewan in a local nursery. From what I can tell, there were no indicators that anything was about to go wrong. On Saturday, December 10th, 1994, Dewana and her boyfriend Victor planned to have a night out with her friends. Dewana dropped Dewan off at a family friend's house for the night, and this friend had kids of their own. So I imagine it was nice for Dewan to go over there and play with the other kids.
1: So you mentioned that Victor is the boyfriend. Is, is he also the father, or is the father uh, someone else?
0: No. So Victor is not the father, and Dewan's dad is in the picture, but I don't know how often he saw Dewan, but he will come up a little bit later. But honestly, he doesn't come up that much in this story at all, really.
1: I haven't heard this case, but I, I mean, it is interesting that you mentioned that that the dad isn't really getting mentioned a lot because it seems like, uh, you know, in, in child disappearances, the parents are usually at the forefront of the investigation.
0: Yeah, they usually are. I think it's, super unlikely that Dewan's dad had anything to do with his disappearance, which is probably why he doesn't come up that much, but we'll get into it more. So the friend who was watching Dewan said that Dewan shared that he was excited to go to the mall the next day with his mom and he hoped to get a Power Ranger toy. The following morning, Dewana picked Dewan up from her friend's house and they set out for the day. They first stopped at a nearby supermarket to get yogurt to share, and they then stopped at a laundromat where she did five loads of laundry and Dwan watched cartoons. Which, it doesn't matter, but five loads of laundry for three people is an excessive amount of laundry to me, but we don't know if maybe she only did laundry once every two weeks or something.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess a load could have been cheese, a load, load could have been Towels and stuff. A load could have been other clothes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She definitely could have been washing bedding, or she could have been one of those people who separates their clothes out by color and washes them that way. That'll definitely add up your loads quickly.
1: Yeah. Then again, a four year old's clothes aren't really that big. I know. Big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like small clothes, right? So their last stop was. Dewana's mom's home, and her name is Beverly. And they stopped there to borrow a vacuum. The pair returned home to put the laundry away, but a short while later, sometime between one fifteen and one thirty p.m., Dewana decided to go to the mall to do some Christmas shopping. She indicated that she initially didn't plan to take Dewan, but when she saw her boyfriend Victor was resting, she decided to bring him along so as not to disturb Victor. This contradicts what Dewan said that morning to Dewana's friend who watched him. Uh, if you recall, she said he mentioned how he was excited to go to the mall. It seems like he knew that they were going to the mall.
1: Yeah, I you know, I suppose since they're you know, they're a couple weeks away from Christmas, maybe Dewan overheard his mom telling. Victor that she was going to go to the mall and get him a Power Ranger for Christmas and he took that as Dewan took that as oh me and mom are going to go to the mall and buy the Power Ranger together. Now yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why he thought he was going to go to the mall versus her going to the mall and then as a afterthought bringing Dewan with her, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I can definitely see a scenario where he overheard that conversation or maybe she mentioned You know, one day she would take him to the mall to get a Power Ranger. There's definitely there could be a reasonable explanation there. I think. Duan was seen getting into his mom's red Ford Thunderbird between one fifteen and one thirty when they left. It's unclear who exactly saw him get into the vehicle, but I'd have to presume it was a neighbor or someone driving through the neighborhood since they were leaving home. But this detail is not widely reported, so I have some questions about the veracity of it. Dewana and Dwan headed to Wonderland Mall in Livonia, which is a western suburb of Detroit. Dewana would say that this drive from their home to the mall took about 30 to 45 minutes. Their home was located on Vaughn Street, and the route she took was Vaughn to Warren to Telegraph to Plymouth, which makes total sense when I look at a map What doesn't make sense is why this drive would take 30 to 45 minutes. When I put it in Google Maps, it looks like this drive should take between 15 and 20 minutes based on where they lived. I suppose with traffic, it could take 30 minutes, but it kind of seems like a stretch. I mean, we're talking about city streets, not highways.
1: She might have stopped off to get you know, went through a drive through and got some food? or She never God. said
0: she did. I think that's okay. the part, yeah, that makes it confusing. To our listeners, I know we have quite a large number of listeners in uh, Michigan. I'm not sure about Detroit specifically, but those of you who are familiar with this area or have lived in this area, I'm sure you know these streets. And I would like to get the perspective from someone who has actually lived here and maybe even driven this route to say if this seems strange or not. The point I'm trying to make is that the basis of this story, if it's being reported correctly, doesn't make a lot of sense. But there could be a simple explanation for this, too. It could have been misreporting. Dewana said they arrived at the mall between 1.45 and 2 p.m., and they parked in the parking lot nearest to Target, which is where they entered. This Target store would then connect you to the rest of the mall, but they browsed Target for about 45 minutes. Some reports say that Duana felt the store was too busy so they left and headed to the entrance to the rest of the mall without making any purchases. They strolled past the food court and various stores when a Power Ranger toy caught Duana's eye, but Duana told him they weren't going to get a Power Ranger. As they walked, Duwan was a step or two behind Duana. Duana said and explained that she didn't always hold Dewan's hand because he liked to be independent. She said sometimes when they went to the grocery store together, Dewan would be in one aisle while she would be in another. So they continued to stroll the mall until suddenly Dewana turned around to say something to Dewan only to realize that he was nowhere to be found. Dewana panicked pretty quickly and started searching for him on her own. She checked various stores and hallways, and when she didn't see Dewan anywhere, she went back out to the car in case he went out there, but he was not. And I don't really know how a four-year-old would remember where they parked. I mean, I hardly even remember where I park most of the time, but I understand why she would go out there and look.
1: Was she shouting for Duane? Was she yelling Dewan's name through the mall? I would be if I lost my kid, I'd be I'd be shouting my kid's name.
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't think there was any shouting going on. I totally get where you're coming from. And she actually searched, she would say on her own, somewhere between 30 minutes and two hours, depending on what source you use. And she didn't ask anyone for help, which I think most people would agree is strange.
1: If I was searching for two hours, I would go like sh- straight to the Sure, there was a mall police security, yeah, security, yeah, situation there. I I would go straight to them and say, Hey, I lost my kid. He's this height. He's four years old. He was wearing this, blah, blah, blah.
0: Time is of the essence, yeah, Yeah. in a situation like this. I I, mean, I
1: definitely wouldn't leave the mall at all until, until I don't know, at least I found him.
0: Yeah, and she didn't leave the mall, but. Back The 30 minutes to two hours range, I think based on the timeline we ultimately get, it was probably about an hour that she searched on her own. But I just think the weirdest part is to not ask anyone around you for help. I would think that moment when you realize your child is not with you, the first instinct would be to turn around and ask the people who are behind you, did you see where my child went? Right. 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 It was a busy time of year. It's not like an empty mall where no one saw anything. Like There were people around and no one saw Dewana ever looking for Dewan. No one remembered seeing her. And then I would also think asking employees at nearby stores would be a good idea. The kind of places where you would think a child might go, go to those places first and ask if they saw him. And even stranger, Duwana's mom, who was an inspector with the Detroit Fire Department, she actually had a part-time job at a shoe store in the mall. And Duwana did not attempt to enlist her mom for help in her solo search.
1: So she was working that day?
0: Yes, she was working that day. Yeah.
1: And she didn't? Okay.
0: Yeah, her mom eventually got involved, but it was later, like during this... Supposed solo search that she's doing where she's not asking anyone for help. She didn't ask her mom for help, didn't go to the store. That would be one of the first places I think I would also go. Maybe Dewan somehow found his way to his grandma.
1: Yeah. I, it's just interesting that she's just trying to do it by herself.
0: Doesn't you know, make sense. You know, in a
1: mall full of people who yes. would have seen her kid if she described him, right?
0: Right. So she searched on her own, and then she re-entered the mall from that search in the parking lot at about 4 p.m., at which point she approached the first mall employee she saw, and that was a custodial or maintenance worker. This worker then called security to help find Juan and to manage the situation. A parent being unable to find their child at the mall was far from an unusual occurrence, especially in the busy season, the holiday season, mall security was dealing with this kind of situation multiple times a day. They reassured Dewana that everything would be okay and that Dewan would turn up in no time because the kids who go missing temporarily always turned up, usually just having wandered off to the arcade in the mall or the movie theater or some other exciting part of the mall.
1: So you said this was 1994, right? Yes, Do you know if CCTV technology was around back then? There were
0: security cameras, yes. And that's going to be a big part of this case. So just hold on for that because we will get into it. When it became clear after about 45 minutes that Dewan was not inside the mall, the police were called to the scene. And Dewana finally informed her mom of what was going on.
1: So did Dewana and her mom have a pretty close relationship
0: They seem pretty close to me, yes. So it's not like this was her estranged mom who just happened to work at the mall that day. Like they had a closer relationship from everything I could tell. Dewan's disappearance was rightfully treated with a strong sense of urgency from the outset. Livonia police searched the mall extensively, checking every nook and cranny, and they came to the same conclusion as security did that, Dewan was not in the building. They then retraced the route Dewana drove from home to the mall and were joined by the Detroit police, Michigan State Police, and the FBI to check alleys, abandoned buildings, rivers, parks, cemeteries, ditches, and garbage bins along the way. Helicopters with heat-seeking equipment were used, and there was no sign of Dewan anywhere. Fortunately, the mall, as I mentioned, was equipped with security cameras, including at the target entrance and the other entrance she used to get back into the mall after Duana searched search outside. It was a little bit surprising to me considering this is 1994 and we've discussed much more recent cases where there are no cameras involved and it's always such a disappointment. And in this case, the entrances to the mall were equipped with cameras And I believe there are other various cameras inside the mall. However, I don't know if that moment where Dewana said Dewan vanished when she turned around and he hadn't responded, I don't know if that would have been captured on camera. But once you learn what I'm about to tell you, you'll see why these cameras were such a salient part of the investigation. Police worked with mall security to review footage from the mall. When Dewana and Dewan were inside, and they included Dewanna in that review, if you recall, Dewana said she entered with entered Target with Dewan sometime between 1:45 and 2. When they began reviewing the footage from that time, there's no sign of Dewanna or Dewan. So they reviewed footage before and after that time, just in case her time was off. But again, they were never spotted. At one point, Duwana pointed to a woman with a similar appearance to her who was with a small child and she claimed that it was her and Duan. There was a problem though. The people were wearing different clothes than they were and the child was a little girl. Yet when she was confronted with the fact that the people on camera were not her and Duan and there was no sign of them when she said they entered Target, Dwana doubled down on her story and she tried to explain the differences in clothes. She maintained that they entered Target between 1.45 and 2, although after some back and forth, she finally conceded that the people she pointed to on the footage were not her or Dwan.
1: Did they look at the footage hours before and after just to, I don't know, if, if her time was way off?
0: Yes, good question. So they did expand their viewing of the footage in the event that Dewana was, like you said, just off with her time about you know, when they arrived, and they checked other entrances in the event that she was wrong about where they entered. I mean, I don't really see how you could forget where you entered in such a short period, but with the stress she might have been under, sure, she could have forgotten, I suppose
1: if it was like the Oak Park Mall, which is you know, a mall that's in the Kansas City area, I, I could see where you I mean, I get confused which which uh entrance I, I enter through occasionally. Like whether it's you know, like the the main like food court entrance or it's the Dillard's or the Macy's, you know, sometimes I get confused which one I, I enter through. But
0: don't you think if you were in this situation you would say, Well, I think I entered through Macy's or wherever, but I'm not a hundred percent sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's she a good was point. She declarative was declarative
0: yeah. about it. She said, no, we entered through Target, period. There was never a doubt about that from her.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point.
0: So after this reviewing of the footage from the whole afternoon, the whole day, really, and from cameras pointed toward various entrances, they finally spotted Duwana just before 4 p.m. She was caught on camera entering the mall from an entrance that was not the Target entrance She was alone, and she immediately approached the maintenance or custodial worker. She alerted that Dewan was missing. So this part of the footage jibed with Dewana's version of events. She claimed that she alerted someone at 4 p.m. that Dewan was missing, and that was true. I think she would explain the fact that she came to the building from outside alone by saying that this was after she checked outside for him, but they never saw her going out that entrance which doesn't make sense. And there's a number of issues. I mean, why had she not shown up on camera until 4 p.m.? Wouldn't she have been searching for Dewan for the hour or two hours or 30 minutes or whatever it was that she said she did? She never attempted to change her story to fit the camera footage. So if she really entered the building with Dewan through Target, why could the police not prove that? Dawana was never able to provide an explanation for the content of the camera footage that didn't align with her story. Now, Dawana's mom, Beverly, was asked pointedly by a reporter why her daughter's story wasn't matching the video footage. And her position was essentially that her daughter was telling the truth. And she said that a Target spokesperson said that there could have been a glitch with the camera. The glitch comment was pretty vague, but it's the only explanation I could find for the discrepancy. It was bothering me how they weren't really addressing it. Like she's sticking to this story, right? But there's factual information, this video footage that is not aligning. Like at least come up with a lie for why your story doesn't match or try to adjust. I mean, that might be a little more believable than just, nope, I entered through Target. We walked in, blah, blah, blah. Like that never changes.
1: The footage, I would assume, has a timestamp in the corner that shows, okay, we're recording at this time of day, and I'm assuming it's pretty continuous from the footage that they watched.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think they would have noticed if there was a big jump. Oh, suddenly, you know, 145 is missing from the footage, but that wasn't the case. So I don't know if she's trying to assert that maybe the timestamp could even be wrong. I'm not really sure.
1: Did Dewana tell her mom that they were going to be there in the mall that day?
0: No, I don't think she knew that they were going to be at the mall that day.
1: Yeah, I I guess I'm only asking because it took them, what, 45 minutes to get there?
0: Yeah, it took 30 to 45 minutes to get there.
1: I mean, that's yeah, that's not a short trip by any means. Well, it shouldn't
0: have taken that long. That When I looked at the directions, it said it should have only taken 15 to 20 minutes. So I don't know what happened. I mean, why it was taking so long.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, I suppose, regardless, if I was going to take a 20-minute trip out anywhere, my mom was there, I'd be like, hey, stopping by with the kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if she didn't... I mean, this is... You have to remember, they didn't have cell phones, so it's not like she could just text her mom and say, oh, we're going to show up to the mall. Maybe she didn't want to call her mom, but she did go to pick up the vacuum... I mentioned that briefly. She picked up a vacuum from her mom's house earlier that day and it's unclear if the mom was there and if she was there, if she saw Dewan. Even if the footage is wrong, somehow there's some crazy glitch, it doesn't explain why Dewana would point people out on the footage claiming it's her and Dewan when it clearly wasn't. What's the explanation for that? I mean, surely she wasn't confused. Even the... Security people and the police could tell that it was not Dewana and Dewan because the clothes didn't match, and the appearances didn't even really match, so I don't understand the logic there, but I was glad to hear it addressed in some way, like at least some excuse as to why the footage didn't make sense. Additionally, two witnesses who were at the mall that day came forward and claimed they saw Duwana drive into the parking lot and park and get out of her car. And she was not with a child at that time, further supporting the notion that Dewana was not being truthful, although I'm not sure if they could 100% confirm the witness sightings. Livonia police began to question Dewana further, and she submitted to a polygraph exam, which she failed. Later, she took another polygraph exam, which she failed as well. And she actually stormed out of the room during that polygraph and there are even some reports that she ripped the paper out of the polygraph machine. Dewana denied that the failures were an indicator of deceit or guilt. She believed she failed them because she was so distraught about the situation, which certainly seems possible. I mean, this is an extremely distressing event and it's possible that could affect the results. But I felt the need to share the information, although I find the video footage not matching up with their story to be more interesting than her failing the lie detector twice. Duana's boyfriend, Victor, consented to a polygraph exam and he reportedly passed. And the same goes for Duana's dad, who, again, we haven't talked about him much, but he reportedly passed as well. Duana granted police access to her home and her car for a search, but nothing of value turned up. And Duana was clearly not in the home and there was no evidence that a crime took place there. Shortly after Dewan disappeared, there were various sightings from people who believed they saw Dewan. One boy was at a Christmas tree lot on 8 Mile Road, and the other boy was at a gas station. Although the sightings turned out to not be Dewan, Dewana said, quote, it made me feel better. It made me feel like he was okay, but I was just concerned at that time what state of mind he was in, end quote. Dewana and her family plastered the city with missing persons posters and a cash reward was offered for Dewan's safe return. A 24-hour telephone tip line was set up and in the first 20 days of Dewan's disappearance, police received nearly 1,000 phone calls, all from people who had what they believed to be valid tips to submit But sadly, as we sometimes see, many of these calls were false tips, which led investigators to waste time on information that was invalid.
1: Who would do that?
0: I don't know. People who don't have anything better to do, I guess. Even if I didn't have anything better to do, I wouldn't do that. So (laughs) I really don't know. It was reported early on that police suspected a life insurance policy could have been important to the case. Dewan's mom, Beverly, took out a life insurance policy on Dewan for either $25,000 or $50,000 just a couple of weeks before the disappearance, but she claimed that there hadn't been a single payroll deduction yet for the policy. But once the deduction started, she hoped to one day use the funds to pay for Dewan's college tuition. Beverly had a policy for herself too and she said she planned to take a policy out on Dewana and her other daughter at some point but she started with Dewan. Now what could make this stranger I think is if she only had a policy for Dewan but that was not the case. Beverly said that Dewana didn't even know about the life insurance policy because she hadn't told her yet. It was never determined that there was a link between the life insurance and Dewan's disappearance. Beverly ended up quitting the part-time job she had at the shoe store in the mall because it was too stressful to go back there. Duana's family and friends stuck by her through it all. They were incredibly supportive and denied the idea that Dewana could have played a hand in Dewan's disappearance. Dewan's dad indicated that Dewana was a good mother and he had no reason to believe that she would have hurt Dewan. Beverly spoke to the media about the case saying, quote, I think the police are doing everything they can. They're being very kind to the family, but I think their focus is wrong. They're focusing on Dewana when they should be focusing on Dewan, end quote. During her statements, she also addressed information about police finding Dewan's vomit on a pillow inside the home and a mop. And Beverly said that one night, Dewan ate too much food and threw up. I mean, Dewan's vomit being in the home is far from a smoking gun. And her explanation seems feasible. I I think what's stranger to me is that Duana would have left the pillow with the vomit rather than clean it up. I mean, I don't know how recent this incident was. Maybe it was super recent. She didn't have a chance to clean it up, but I'm also thinking she just did laundry. So wouldn't you include that in the five loads of laundry you did? I don't know. This detail was only mentioned once or twice, and I didn't know... What exactly to make of it?
1: Yeah, the the throw up is just kind of a weird detail. I'm not sure that it matters much. Uh, but I'm kind of wondering, did was there any sort of history of abuse? No. Or anything like that?
0: No, there wasn't. Everyone described Dewan as this happy, sweet, and healthy kid. There was no one who came forward to report that they knew Dewana or anyone to be abusive to Dewan. Okay, good. And Dewana and her family openly expressed that they felt the Susan Smith case, which occurred in South Carolina shortly before Dewan disappeared, impacted the way the police were treating them and how they handled the investigation. I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with Susan Smith. She falsely claimed that her children were kidnapped by a black man during a carjacking, but she later confessed that she killed her kids by drowning them. I personally don't see the connection they were trying to make. It's kind of a knock to the investigators too to think that they would hear about the Susan Smith case and just assume uh, that something happened, something similar happened with... Dewana and Dewan. And then to treat Dewana as if she were Susan, I mean, I don't totally get the logic there.
1: Yeah, it just seems like some sort of case of recency bias.
0: Yes, I think that's what they were trying to imply was going on, but I don't think investors were focused on the Susan Smith case at all. The support from Dewan's family was in direct conflict with the statements from police that came out pretty early on in the investigation, meaning that the police were not buying Dewan's story. They openly stated that their investigation led them to believe that Dewan was never at Wonderland Mall on December 11th.
1: It's difficult to ignore the security footage of. Dewan never entering the mall. Yes. I will say. It, it is hard to ignore that.
0: I can't overlook it. I mean, think about all the cases we've talked about where we don't have this kind of concrete evidence. Imagine talking about this case right now with zero security footage. We'd probably just be believing Dewan's story and assuming that someone kidnapped Dewan at the mall.
1: Yeah, I I mean, we have the footage of her re-entering... Well, Maybe just entering the mall, but you know there's there's nothing that shows her entering the first time or leaving and I don't think that can you know that's two instances I don't think that can be explained away by a glitch in the system
0: I know and and there were no witnesses who could place Dewan there, which i'm I mean that's easier to move on from than the security footage, but you would think maybe maybe one person might remember seeing both of them if they were actually there. I mean, they browsed around Target for a while. Maybe at least one person would remember. And this case was big news. Like this was all over the news. It would have been hard to miss. So no one besides Dewana was able to place Dewan at the mall and extensive reviews of the surveillance footage along with interviews with mall employees and witnesses brought them to that conclusion that Dewan was never there. Despite these statements, Dewana held firm that she had nothing to do with Dewan's disappearance. And she was only guilty of possibly giving Dewan a little more freedom than he should have been allowed by not holding his hand in this alleged moment where he disappears.
1: We're about two weeks away from Christmas, you know, in, in this timeline. mall is probably what I'm assuming just crazy busy.
0: And it's a weekend.
1: It's a weekend, sure, and to try to abduct a child in a extremely busy mall around Christmas time, I, I, so bold. It, it just yes, bold and I don't know if it it's really that possible.
0: I don't think it's that likely, and that's another good point. I was talking about people not seeing them together just browsing around but it's even weirder that someone wouldn't witness Dewan being snatched up by somebody at right. the mall
1: yeah that's what I'm thinking it, it it'd be bold and extremely difficult to pull off I would imagine
0: I agree so although police didn't believe Dewan made it to the mall I think we can say with a pretty strong level of certainty that Dewan was alive the morning of December 11th when he vanished. Dewana's friend saw him that morning since she watched him. And even if you wanted to go down the path that Dewana and this friend concocted this story, a different friend of Dewana's saw him the day prior. And then we have the neighbor who possibly, I mean, maybe it wasn't even neighbor, someone driving through, I don't know, saw Dewan get into the car on December 11th. There's strong reason to believe that whatever happened to Dewan happened on December 11th. Police retraced Dewana's actions on that day before the mall. As I said in the beginning, she told the police she did five loads of laundry at a local laundromat. When the police questioned the employees at this laundromat, they didn't remember Dewana or Dewan being there, but they indicated it was a busy day with many people, including children, in and out, and it wouldn't be unusual for them to not remember a certain customer. You might also recall that Dewana said Dewan watched cartoons while she did laundry, and police even tried to confirm if this detail was true, which is pretty incredible because it seems like such a small, irrelevant point in the case. They confirmed that there were three TV sets in the laundromat that were not equipped with cable. They reviewed local TV listings, though, from the day, and there were two channels that did show cartoons, but none after 11 a.m., which would be when they were there. So I really didn't know what to make of this. I I don't see why Dewana would make this detail up, unless it's just something she threw in to (laughs) make the story sound more believable. Maybe she misremembered. Maybe she was thinking about a different time. I really don't know.
1: Maybe that was her way of saying he was just watching TV.
0: Yeah, true. She could have said cartoons as and just any TV. Right. It's kind of funny, though, that they, they went to the extent they did by trying to figure that
1: out. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty good investigating.
0: Yeah, they were trying to make sense of the whole day, I think. Like, when was the last time Dewan was known to be alive, to be active, to be doing anything? And I think they had trouble doing that. Police even searched the area around the laundromat and enlisted dogs in that search, but their search was fruitless. And throughout this case, I often read that scent tracking dogs were involved and even at the mall, but his scent was not detected. Another strike against joanna in this. I mean, how much more obvious does it have to be that Dewan was not at the mall that day? Dewan's family, though, wanted answers but the community wanted answers too. Initially, the public was fearful. I mean, to hear that a child went missing in a matter of seconds in a busy mall is terrifying. But the public perception shifted pretty early on once police revealed that Dewana's story wasn't checking out. Once this information was out, the Detroit Free Press reported that Dewana and her family sort of retreated from the media before they'd been pretty open with making statements. The local news outlets, which were previously heavily reporting on the case, slowed down and the focus was scaled back. The case seemingly went cold for a while, but despite the fact that the media coverage slowed, investigators were still very much actively working the case. Detective Sergeant Ken Marlow with the Livonia Police led the investigation at the time and he told the Detroit Free Press in July 1995, quote, I look at this kid's picture every day. I'm not going to forget him and I don't want anybody else to forget him, end quote. Various tips and leads continued to come in and were tracked down, but time and time again, they were a dead end. Police surveilled Duana after Dewan went missing. If she had answers, maybe she would unknowingly lead them to Dewan, But, The surveillance never provided any clues. They also followed her after this point on anniversaries of Dewan's disappearance, again in the event that she would go to a potential gravesite or some other significant location, but she never did. Dewana was reportedly greatly impacted by Dewan's disappearance, and her mom Beverly explained that Dewana was able to function, but there was no spirit in her, and she began to go to therapy regularly. Dewana and her boyfriend at the time of the disappearance, Victor, got married just a few months after Dewan disappeared, and they went on to have a daughter together. And she gave birth to their daughter in March 1996, so that would mean that she became pregnant the summer before in 95, which would be just roughly six months after Dewan disappeared. Dewana was in the news again in August 1996 when she was arrested for allegedly assaulting Victor. The two got into an argument over the fact that Victor took a child from a previous relationship out shopping, but he didn't bring their five-month-old daughter with them. The dispute escalated when Dewana threatened Victor with two kitchen knives. Juana did plead guilty to the assault, and the arrest prompted a few tips to come in. But again, they were dead ends.
1: That seems like a pretty massive overreaction.
0: I know. I mean, getting mad enough. I mean, the daughter was five months old. It's not like she was five or six and would it have fun going to the mall. Like, it, it seems like a definite overreaction if this is all true.
1: Yeah, she wasn't mobile.
0: Right, and Detective Sergeant Ken Marlowe said that this incident was irrelevant to Dewan's disappearance, and trying to compare it to his disappearance was an apples and oranges comparison.
1: I mean, I, I disagree with that. It kind of gives an insight into her character a little bit more than what was shown during the investigation, right?
0: I agree completely. I get his point that, okay, the two events aren't directly connected, obviously, but right. it tells us something about Dewana and her apparent temper and kind of what could set her off. It doesn't seem to take much based on this incident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I wasn't thinking that the two events themselves were
0: right, completely
1: right. related. Yeah. I was just thinking more. And Dewana herself.
0: Right. It tells us something about her. Right. And Dewana and Victor did go on to have another daughter together, and they did stay together for a little while. About five years after Dewan disappeared, police indicated that there was a reopening of Dewan's case. And they said that they were close to identifying the perpetrator of the crime. However, they refrained from commenting on if Dewana was that person. Dewana claimed that she was absolutely their target and that she participated in a 14-hour-long interrogation. I think a 14-hour-long interrogation, five years after the disappearance is super interesting. they must have really thought that Dewana held the key to the case, and they wanted to get that information from her. And they were hounding her to get that. You don't typically hear about interrogations this long five years later from the people who were initially important in the case. It just seems like they really believe she had some information.
1: Yeah. Why spend all that time, 14 hours? It
0: sounds exhausting. Yeah.
1: Why, why spend all that time interrogating someone when you could be, you know, doing other, other things related to the case? I mean, I think
0: it's because they thought she would confess. I think they really thought that, if they kept pushing her, she would eventually confess to something.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you know, the spending all that time, they must have been pretty, pretty dang sure that she was the perpetrator, right?
0: That's how it appears. I mean, they didn't put it that way, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a rock and scientist to put two and two together. That that's probably what they were thinking. Yeah. As part of this reignited focus of Dewan's case, investigators planned to re-review all the evidence collected from the initial investigation. They re-interviewed family members and witnesses, explored phone and financial records, and questioned known pedophiles in the area. The renewed focus and the use of new investigative tactics was promising, but there was very little follow-up after these reports. So, Evidently, nothing was uncovered that propelled the investigation in the direction of a conclusion. In the early 2000s, the Wonderland Mall closed, and not long thereafter, in 2006, the building was demolished to make room for a new strip shopping center. Another big change came when Dewana and Victor divorced, and Dewana moved to Durham, North Carolina, where she remarried and changed her name to Dewana Wiggins. In regard to Juana moving, I I think this differs from what we hear in most cases with parents who have a child go missing. I find they tend to stay in the city where their child disappeared from. And sometimes they even stay in the same house for years and years. I think of the Lisa Irwin case from Kansas City. Last I checked, um, they were still living in the house where she disappeared from. Again, it doesn't prove anything, but It's interesting, the the decision to leave.
1: So I'm assuming Victor kept the kids?
0: No, I believe the kids went with her.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes. But like I said, Dewana moving doesn't prove anything. I suppose people can move on in different ways. I just think as an outsider looking in, it's a little sad to see because it kind of feels like she's moving on, not like people need to Stop living their life. I think you have to move forward in some ways, but to move to North Carolina from Michigan, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of sad. On the 25th anniversary of Dewan's disappearance, December 11th, 2019, a man visited the Livonia Police Department and said he believed he was Dewan. This young man also took to social media with his claims and shared one of the few photos he had from his quote unquote weird childhood. Personally, when I compare the photo he shared to photos of Dewan, I see a slight resemblance, but that's all. Their eyes look a lot different to me, and eyes are really one of the quickest ways to compare appearance. Additionally, Dewana asked this man specific questions that only she would know or Dewan would know, such as, where his birthmarks were and he was unable to answer those questions. Although he did say when he initially reached out to Dewana that she blocked him on social media, they did end up talking. So I'm not really sure what the order of events, like how that all played out. This man provided a DNA sample to be compared to DNA samples from Dewana and Dewan's father. It took a year and a half for the results to come back. Largely due to the pandemic, but when they did, the match from the man was not a match to Dewan's parents.
1: That's just very weird. Like,
0: I know. Like, why did he think he was
1: Dewan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, why come forward?
0: What happened in his childhood that he thought he was a missing child? I mean, I guess I'm glad he did come forward if he truly thought he might be sure. him, but yeah, sadly. That was not him. That would be the best case scenario is if someone came forward one day and said, I think I'm Dewan Sims. They do a DNA sample and it's Dewan. Like that would be incredible.
1: Right. Because, you know, at four, you don't, you're not really, at least I don't think you're forming, you're not forming like formative memories.
0: Not really. It's, no. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know if he would remember you know being abducted. I mean that yeah. is like a traumatizing thing. Maybe that's something that you would remember, but
0: or she could have given him to someone else and they raised him. I don't know, but I should also right. mention he was a fresh four he had not been four for very long. It's not like he was four about to turn five, but i I agree I do think he he was at the age, maybe getting close to the age where this wouldn't be possible, but at the age where he could have been raised by somebody else and not really had the memories. I don't have any mem- memories before, I think, five. So I do think it's possible. Victor passed away in 2019, and then nearly 26 years to the day of Dewan's disappearance in December 2020, Dewana died suddenly from a heart attack. She was just 51 years old. It's sad to think that Victor and Dewana's children don't have their mom or dad anymore, and they're only in their 20s at this point. If Dewana held any answers related to Duwan's disappearance, and it seems likely that she did, those answers went with her. Although I don't think that that means this case will never be solved, there could be other people who have information in this case who might come forward one day. Although the probability of that, I'll be realistic, isn't great after this much time. And I don't want to be negative about it, but because the investigation seemed thorough, I don't see how something like a reinvestigation would solve the case now, but I could be wrong. There's also a small chance that Dwan's remains could be found one day. As far as theories go, there are two sort of main branches of theories, and they both relate to dwana and her level of accountability. Of course, she maintained her innocence and stuck to her story for the most part. Yet, it seems apparent that her story was untrue or there was something extremely wrong with her surveillance cameras. And if the story is untrue, then you wonder why would she make up a story that Dewan was abducted at the mall? Well, probably to cover up something that already happened to him. There were rumors that Dewana sold Dewan, as well as rumors that Dewana took a punishment too far or that Dewan died as a result of an accident and it was covered up. There's also a possibility that someone else harmed Dewan and Dewana covered up their actions. But one of the darkest possibilities is that Dewana intentionally killed Dewan. I think the answers lie within the hours between when she picked up Dewan in the morning and when she was seen entering the mall. A lot can happen over the course of several hours but there's a complete absence of evidence in this case. And that makes it hard to theorize at all. Do you have a theory on what you think is most likely here?
1: I mean, it's just so hard to theorize. I I, I you know, I don't want to say that she had something to do with it. But why lie about being in the mall at a time when she wasn't? It could be any one of those theories. It could be that she intentionally did something or she was covering it up or some an accident happened.
0: Yeah, anything. And, yeah. you know, we talked a couple times about that possible witness who saw Dewan getting in the car between 115 and 130. Again, I'm not clear if that was correct or not. If it is, if that witness saw Dewan getting in the car, then I'm a little more inclined to think that this was an intentional act and Dewana did something After he got in the car. If that is not true and nobody saw him get into the car, then I'm a little more willing to think that maybe there was an accident that happened inside the home. Again, as I said, there's no direct evidence and they searched her home. So if something happened in that home, that would leave a lot of evidence behind. They would have found it and they didn't. So that doesn't rule out that something happened there, but What do we even work with here besides the fact that Dewana knew more than she admitted? We kind of talked about it, but I think the most positive outcome here is that Dewana did give DeWan away to someone. He could still be out there somewhere and not even know who he is. So we'll be sure to share the most recent age progressed photo of him to our Instagram at key to the case podcast. He would be 33 years old today And if he's not alive, it's extremely depressing to think about how he never got to live beyond four years old. His life was just frozen at four years old. We never got to see what DeWan would become. If you have any information related to the disappearance of Dewan Sims, please call the Livonia Police Department at 734-466-2470. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And we will be back next week with a new case. Bye.
1: Bye.